welcome to the Dynamic Company Culture Spotlight Podcast. I am David Lindsay, co-founder, lead educator, and speaker at Phenom Leap Education. At Phenom Leap Education, we believe people have so much more inside of them than they realize. And through our services, we help them become the best versions of themselves possible. Beyond the individual, we also believe that company culture is such a large part in creating a business that not only survives, but will thrive through the tough times as we have all been through the last few years. So over the next 20 to 30 minutes, we'll be shining a spotlight on businesses that have achieved this and how you may be able to incorporate some of their ideas and philosophies into your business. Stick around until the end and I'll reveal how you can become a guest on a future podcast. Now is the time to sit back, take down some notes and enjoy this episode of the Dynamic Company Culture Spotlight Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. In this episode, we have the founder of Gothic PR, Courtney Lukic. She started this in 2002 and built it all the way from the ground up. Since, Courtney, this is your baby, you know it inside and out. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and about Gotham PR? Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for that energetic introduction. Um, as you know, stateside, it's it's four in the morning. So this is the, the golden hour when we get up and uh, make the magic happen. So we are just celebrating our 20th anniversary. And doing so, thank you. In doing so, we opened a new Miami office. So for uh, 20 years, we've been in New York City, also in London. And during the pandemic, you know, we expanded our operations into both Miami and Los Angeles. So it's been a it's been a real uh, time of growth for us and a very exciting one. That's brilliant because starting your business in 2002, that makes me think about a saying, crisis creates opportunity. So 2002, that was around the time of September 11. So starting your business in New York City around the time of September 11 must have been crazy. So would you explain to us how you started Gotham PR and the growth, especially over the last two years? It was uh, six months on the heels of that um, experience in New York City, which, of course, was life changing for Mm. for everyone involved. Everyone can explicitly remember exactly where (laughs) they were and and (laughs) what was what was happening, what the sky looked like. Everybody talks about the color of the sky being a very specific blue. And I remember that vividly. Mm. Uh, Yes, I had worked at numerous agencies in in New York, all very high profile in um, technology and, and working with. Uh, a lot of creative enterprise. And then I realized in in doing so as a um, business development strategist that I could do it for myself, right? So uh, fast forward those six months after 9-11, we basically earned our first really major clients and that allowed us to fund the business. And, you know, it was completely bootstrapped. We didn't have financing. It was purely, and again, it was a moment in New York, right? Where you said crisis creates opportunity. And Likewise, during the pandemic, I think because we work with a lot of uh, essential industries, that meaning at the time, construction, designers, architects, planners, um, Mm. the demand was exponentially higher because everyone was building homes, investing in real estate. And so that explains a lot of the growth. And I think over the past two decades, people have learned, obviously, to invest in their business during a downtime because then Mm. when they forecast or position themselves when you're coming out of a recessionary or um, strained economic moment, then your business is that much stronger, right? So um, 
again, we can't do it for everyone, but we're very selective in whom we choose to partner with. And um, I think everyone's seeing a lot of um, exciting reward, right, for, for all the tough yeah. times. So it's not not to diminish the, the difficulties, right? Um, mm. But as crisis um, communication experts, um, we're the ones that people come to, right, when there's a legal yeah. case or when there's, you know, um, a challenge in the business. So it's it's a lot more than just sort of publishing um, photos and stories, right, in the media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. And especially with the last two years where things have been rocky and you mentioned about the, the exponential growth that you've had, how have you been able to keep both yourself and your team upbeat? Like, because with what's hit us the last years over in America, here in Australia, there were people walking around with their, their sorry sacks on their back shoulder. So what mm. were you able to do to keep yourself and your team motivated and moving forward? That's a great question. I mean, I, I, I see myself as being almost motivator in chief. Um, I think mm-hmm. in order to be a, a a solid leader, you have to take care of yourself and uh, really try to employ healthy practices so that then you can convey those not only to your team, but to your clients. Right. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure you get this a lot where people say, oh, your energy is is so positive <laughs> and they want to they, they're attracted to that. Right. So yeah. that doesn't mean that we don't um, leverage a healthy dose of critique or um, feedback because we obviously have to deliver that that side of the equation, right, too, on the business side. But I think being very solutions-oriented and being positive about it, um, basically not taking no for an answer and and always finding ideally an optimal solution to problems um, right. is really where we're coming from. And also just being able to distill complexity into very simple elements, um, particularly when you're working with junior team members. Like, they don't have the network and they don't have the mm. – um, sort of bulletproof uh, armor that I think a more a more seasoned professional might possess. So it's also teaching them, you know, how do you yeah. how do you build that uh, so that you're not, you know, taking things sensitively or, or personally, right? In in a business mm. context. And fortunately, you know, we have such great clients that the relationship is such that we can be really um, honest with each other. And so the yeah. exchange is never fraught with that much tension um, mm. because there are already so many, as you say, external factors to deal with and mitigate that we don't want to add to them. We want to strip that away. Right. So I think that's a big part of being dynamic, right? It's like peeling an onion so that you, you get to the good part, but you get, get rid of all the part (laughs) that makes everybody cry or be upset. I was going to say, (laughs) when you're peeling back the layers on that onion, occasionally there's tears, but you need that to get to the, get to the gold, really get to the nugget of that onion. And I love what you said about with, especially your junior people, where they haven't built that armor yet, where that takes years and years. And what's a couple of steps that maybe other people might not have been able to think about where you've been able to really help um, insulate that from for the junior staff members, you know, the abuse well, they think, might um, get? Creating a, a, a pathway or a runway for them to use some marketing language uh, yeah. where they see beyond sort of their their nose or what's right in front of them <laughs> to what's going to be happening on a, say, a quarterly or or even a, a biannual basis. Because I think when you're younger, the immediacy of everything is just at the forefront. And mm. so you don't always cultivate that sense of perspective down, down the road. So um, I think our track record and longevity, again, if you look at the client roster, I mean, <laughs> going back to the tears part, you know, I can, I can remember some tears before bedtime, as I like to say, use that expression, which I think is British, um, you know, with some problematic 
uh, client scenarios. And that's just part and parcel of doing business, right? For yeah. so long and through so many different economic cycles. And I, I think um, too, as the, as the practice leader that I've learned to select a lot more carefully, um, mm. you know, it's not just about money and running a business, right? It's about, yeah. and again, this segues into the book that I just wrote, creating significance. So it's mm. working with companies, brands, um, organizations, and leaders that really are in it for the the duration to create something of lasting value, right? So yeah. significance is different than success. And yeah. I think it, what's, what our value proposition is, is we do partner with our client. And I think a lot of PR firms, it's mostly about press and then they're done and then they move on to the next hot topic or, you know, trendy, um, you know, movement, what's ever going on in the news cycle. Whereas mm. I think when you're building, helping to build a business and you're a partner, then ideally you have those clients for a longer period of time. That's not to say the clients don't go away and then come back sometimes 10 or 15 years later, because that's also mm. happened. Um, but again, those are businesses that we helped establish that I think have that significance, right? They're yeah. really contributing to the world. They're um, practicing zero waste policies. They're sort of a more circular economic um, viewpoint to what they're doing. So it's not mm. this sort of flash get in and get out of the market type scenario. Yeah. So really practicing the delayed gratification as opposed to the instant win. So oh, that, we have that too. And everybody yeah. celebrates, you know, when somebody gets into the Financial Times or New York Times or, you know, yeah. Wall Street Journal yes. International, of course, we all celebrate, right? Because it's a great thing. And that that happens Massive, with great yeah. frequency too. But then, yeah. you know, the client invariably, as with any instant gratification, they say, okay, well, what's next? What do I get next? You yeah. know, what, yeah. what are you going to give me tomorrow? So, right. Yeah. Which is, and, again, I, we love working with super ambitious people. As I said, we have um, clients in both Sydney and, and Melbourne. We're actually working on a television series called By Design TV. You may be familiar with it. They cover uh, technology, innovation, and also uh, architecture and design. So that's MCW Productions. If you uh, look them up, you'll see that they're very you know, well-respected and they were smart enough to reach out to us. That's another point yeah. I wanted to make is we don't solicit business. So okay. everything has come to us by referral or word of mouth or just online research over, mm. you know, past couple of decades. So clearly, I think the client kind of knows what they're looking for before they engage with us, which yeah. obviously helps vet a lot of, you know, problematic scenarios from occurring <laughs> in the first place. Right? Oh, for sure. And yeah, them doing their research. And for me, what I've found as well is word of mouth is the best publicity that Always. you can have. And like you said, with, with it all being inbound. That, that just says so much about you and the business that you've built up with Gotham PR. So congratulations with that. But I, And you mentioned the book. I really want to um, go a little bit deeper in that. Would you be able to explain the creating significance? Because you did mention the difference from significance to success. A lot of people won't really understand that. I understand the difference, but would you be able to talk about that book a bit? Certainly, yes. And again, this goes to the value of coaching, which I think you do and I do mm. on a regular basis. But I also worked with an actual book coach who helped me realize a lot of these um, structural elements, right? The mm. a narrative arc to to uh, ex explicating or explaining the difference between creating success and significance. So significance, I think, is values-driven. It's mission-driven. We hear a mm. lot about um, you know diversity, equity, and inclusion. We hear a lot about... Um, creating environments, obviously, for next generations. And I mean, I think the um, 
practitioners, particularly in, in larger um, international metropolis like New York, we've always had a very diverse practice from, mm-hmm. from day one, right? So none of this is particularly new information, but I think what people might find interesting is that we have clients in 30 countries. I actually have clients on every single continent yeah. on the planet, that, which is crazy. Quite Not many other people would be able to say that. And and for everyone listening as well, I just want to thank Courtney for coming. It's quarter past four. It's 20 past four in the morning where she's at. And it's 20 past six where I'm at in Sydney, Australia. So that just shows the level of dedication that Courtney's got to her craft, that she does get up at unbelievable hours in the morning to deal with <laughs> us here in Sydney, the people down in Melbourne, just time zone doesn't really seem to matter. And hitting 30 countries, that that's just insane. How do you manage all the different time zones? Uh, it really is not that complex. I mean, you yourself are doing it. So I think <laughs> this is just the world we're living in, right? I mean, with Zoom yeah. and all of these great tools, um, we'd be getting up early anyway to work, right? So, and mm. you'd be probably working a little, you know, closer to 7 p.m. your time. So um, you just do what you have to do to get it done so that you can go out and go surfing or do something yeah. fun like I plan to do later today. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love that as well because I've, I've been up since three o'clock in the morning. That's what I do every morning and it's just a habit. And like you said, you have to do what you have to do. It's your business and it lives right. and dies by you. And that's what we're here celebrating. We're celebrating people that are going above and beyond and creating that culture of just a great culture within their business. And that's why we've got you on here because of the culture that you've built and established and the structure that you've given, especially the young, young people coming through, like you said, that haven't really built up that body of armor and talking about the young people coming through, you've been in this business for, you said 20 years, which is enormous. Think back to when you were 15 years old. What's a few words of advice that you would give a 15-year-old Courtney? No, I love that question. It's um, really kind of very visceral um, in in response because I think in school, uh, granted, you know, I think educators are a lot more progressive today, but they would sort of give us these framing exercises like, you know, what will you be doing when you're, say, 20 years old or what have Mm. you? So I was always very ambitious. I think, you know, I had sort of programmed out that I would be a consultant. I remember saying that to a an executive when I was in my early twenties and they kind of chuckled like, Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> but really, yeah, you know, you little Courtney. Yeah. But the, the, those kind of um, remarks, obviously it stayed with me and it, it made me more determined to actually prove myself in, in that regard. And mm-hmm. um, also to kind of inculcate that in the people around me, largely women. So yeah. um, most of the people that I've trained on the junior level who again are Sometimes I used to work with people starting at 18 now because of legal requirements. You know, we work with people who are 21 and over because of events and Mm. things like that. Um, And just, you know, working late at night sometimes. And um, so the the fact of the matter being that you you become that resource, right, that you are seeking out. And my mantra has been for the past few years, surround yourself with experts, right? So Mm. I think my 15-year-old self would say, wow, you really, you're an expert at this point. And so you'll like this story. Here's a fun little anecdote. A client came to me recently. I was just in New York a few days ago. He is uh, of Czech origin and, and is also expanding into Miami. And he said, you know what? I found your name written down on a margin on a piece of paper. I don't know who gave it to me. And I don't know what the conversation was, but I knew that I should just call you and have a conversation with you. And, yeah. you know, we spent three and a half hours with he and his 
his partner talking about his expanding business here in, in Miami. And I just thought, wow, that's, that's pretty organic, right? That's, yeah, a, that's, that's about brilliant. as authentic as you're going to get. Yeah. I, I love that. And there's, there's Courtney, who's the founder of Gotham. There's also Courtney away from business. And we all yeah. need that downtime because as you said, you're up at four o'clock in the morning getting stuff done. What do you do to recharge your batteries? What does Courtney away from Gotham PR do? Well, primarily, I try to stay really healthy. I think I mentioned that to you. I have some immune compromised people in my family. And unfortunately, we're still experiencing some, you know, viral rates, both in New York and and in Miami. So I just try to really um, meditate and be outside and get soak up the sun and and stay as positive and well as possible. And and truthfully, and I don't want to jinx myself, but I have not um, fallen ill at all. So (laughs) I think there's something to that, right? You have to know... Uh, to your point, you know, you said you've been up since three and I, I find that um, when you're really a dynamo, as you clearly are, that sometimes you pile on more work. So I have to yeah. remind myself, like literally unplug power down yeah. and just put the device away because it's you you get so stimulated throughout the day that you have to find a way to come down from mm. that and level out so that you can recharge for what yeah. comes next. So, yeah, you can't create out of a vacuum. Right. So I try to do things that yeah. stimulate my creativity and problem solving and things like that. Yeah, because like with a with a lot of the people that I work with as well, they're in the creative space as you are. And it's funny when they're downtime, it might be something because I'm a fighter as well. So I do with obviously a lot of fighting, a lot of sparring, um, rock climbers, surfers, and they go, right. it's crazy because you're just in the moment at that point. And yes. so your subconscious is still working away. And then after it's happened, that's when you get the aha moment. Yes, yes, yes. That happened the other day. And I agree with that. And it, it's really a part of the flow state. As I mentioned, mm. I work with a lot of you know, visionaries, and they will often mention, you know, always have that little notepad or something yeah. that you can write the idea. <laughs> so it doesn't disappear entirely when you have that epiphany, because you are surfing or, you know, in the shower or taking a walk on your bicycle, what have you. Mm. And so, yeah, it's really important to capture the the essence of that. And to your point, I had that experience the other day where something I had talked about, I had a long lengthy discussion with the client, and then it all just sort of synergized in one moment it crystallized yeah. into this okay this will be the campaign kind of thing so that that really does exist it's not a myth yeah and it's moments like that where yeah it's almost like everything aligns perfectly yes. and it's just like you see yourself running in slow motion doing yes. those high fives and that that's what it's really all about it's i guess like the game of golf i'm not sure if you play golf but all it takes is that one shot where you hit it sweetly and you can play terrible the rest of the time, but that one good shot is what just brings you back day after day. Yeah, absolutely. Tennis is very much that way. I've been playing a lot of that in Miami. And also to your point, I studied martial arts and I think that that has been very instrumental. And um, it's almost like, you know, when you watch the matrix, like how you avoid mm. conflict because you, you work around it. You do the, yeah. the classical work around as opposed to sometimes fully. <laughs> Full on engaging. So I think yeah. there's a lot to that, mastering that. Um, and to your point, keeping your energy level very high. Yeah. And also, yeah, we, because I, I vibe with that a lot because I like, I love playing sports. That's my background and martial arts, fighting, and just the discipline that it has. Where yes. running your business, you need to have that discipline, but then you also need to know and listen to your body. Like you said, your family's got some immune compromised. Um, parts of it so you just have to really listen to your body and know 
when to step back and also conversely when to when there's a gap and when to really attack that yes yes and i love i love that you you identified that because more recently to your earlier point everything is coalescing because we have planned so meticulously and that's not to say that change doesn't occur but i'm seeing it client side i'm seeing it personally and i'm seeing it with my friends that because we have been in such close communication um all these elements are coming together kind of seamlessly. And I do think there's also a time in the economy, right? Like the third quarter, Mm. all of a sudden, you know, people have their finances in order. We're seeing what the larger economic scenario looks like for the coming six months. And so people are being, to your point, highly proactive and saying, Hey, you know what, I'm going to go for this because when the year turns over, I'm going to be in a very different position. And all it takes is six months, right. To harness that kind of um, intensity and work it to your advantage. But as I like to say to clients, when I was in New York last week, you know, we loaded up all these initiatives and I said, you're, it's going to be more work, right? You know, like mm. I walk in and people see like work on my, on my forehead, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because I will, I'm a taskmaster and I'll, you know, we hold each other accountable. And so people yeah. always say, oh, is six months enough? I said, you'd be surprised what can happen in six months. So yeah. yes, like, the answer is yes. Yeah. Like, like a lot of people say, people overestimate what they can do in one month, yeah. but severely un- underestimate what you can do in Correct. six months, 12 months, 18 months. And one thing that you've mentioned a few times as well that that I love as well is you surround yourself with people. Like you told your 15-year-old self, surround yourself with experts. You tell yourself now, you surround yourself with experts. So how how do you find those experts to work with? Well, I think they're a lot more accessible today than they were when I was starting my business, I'll tell you that much. So, um, yeah, I mean, a I, I have a whole changed. list and- Yes, a lot has changed in a, in a, in a very good way. Um, yeah. yeah, I have a whole list, actually. It's, it comprises a chapter in the book on everyone from having a great uh, branding designer for, for UX and website to obviously lawyers and accountants. And as I referenced, a, a book coach who mm-hmm. is also extremely uh, strategic. So, you know, it goes way beyond just the writing principle and on and on. But to your uh, point as well, that, that physical wellness aspect is important, like everything from PT mm-hmm. to just having a really good um, physician. You'd be really surprised, or maybe you wouldn't. Um, I talked to <laughs> friends daily who don't have a good dentist or they don't have a good general practitioner. I mean, just very Mm. basic things that you would think, Mm. particularly in light of what we just experienced the past two years. Like I have my go-tos, it's a whole network. And I know that the minute I ask that one person, they will facilitate whatever needs to be done. So that takes Mm. it out of my whole worry realm, you know, as a a very detailed oriented person, Um, having an expert around you obviously is going to help you solve problems that much faster. Right. I mean, it's not, not without, um, obviously uh, merits a budget, but uh, that's part and parcel of doing business, right? So, hundred percent. And what you mentioned as well is having a physician, having a doctor, having a dentist, because we get one body. We get, okay, you can replace your teeth, but people aren't aware that the, the teeth side of stuff, that's where a lot of the infections get in. So, and that's mm-hmm. something that many people overlook, that they might have this little boil or this bump and they just keep grinding through it. Whereas if, and then what, two or three weeks later on, they're on their, on their back. We can't perform our job when we're on our back. So being right. in the best physical health yes. leads to the best mental health, which leads to the best productivity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going back to not to get too granular on this, but um, people who have intense personalities like mine, you know, we grind our teeth and then that, <laughs> That leads to other, as you say, it, it literally travels down your back. So, I mean, unless mm. people understand physiology, 
um, it, it's all it's all connected, right? So once yeah. you start studying sports and sports medicine, um, you see that performance correlates to right output. So yeah, um, yeah learning that early on, obviously most athletes already know that, but um, a lot of other people who are very driven, they just they keep working themselves until they're kind of burnt out, and that's never mm. happened to me, fortunately. But that's only because again I got smart and surrounded myself with some really good people who help me pace myself. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's easy to be sort of a runaway train. And I think that <laughs> that's another thing I try to impart to, to my staff and also my clients, you know, it's a, it's a team. So yeah. when we talk about doing things in six months increments, that involves many people, right? It's not mm. just me and a CEO. It, it involves some um, literally sort of harnessing the power of a whole machine of an organization and sort of turning it around mm. in real time to get them change management would be the marketing term for it. Yeah. Um, harness that power right in a new way. Cause I think yeah. people get stuck working the same way and they expect a different outcome. And so yeah. then going in with a fresh perspective, you know, allows people to see things in a new way, ideally. Right. Oh, hundred percent. And like, and everything I do, it comes back to sports. So like you were mentioning, you have that team around you. And with with all sports, whether it's basketball, whether it's gridiron, or whether it's rugby league here in Australia, every different position has their own unique skill set, right. has their own objective. And like you said, it's not just you and the CEO that are running Gotham. It's the entire team has to be going on that direction. And one thing that you mentioned, well, you've mentioned it a couple of times is coaching where yes. I think it's funny how many people go, oh, I'll be able to get through without a coach. So can you you tell us a little bit about that, how you both do coaching and how you receive yes. coaching as well? Well, a lot of it is the asking of questions, mm. pertinent questions, listening, synthesizing, again, that complexity of emotions or activities, experiences, what's happening at that moment, client side. And trying to find a path forward. I mean, I'm very fortunate because my constituency can be anything from, say, early 20s to late 80s. So it's a very broad <laughs> spectrum of clients, right? And yeah. what I'm seeing is like younger clients coming to us because they realize that we have the experience and the ability to coach. So mm -hmm. I think that era where everybody wanted to work with sort of a 25-year-old has been proven to um, necessarily yeah. have some holes in it, right, yeah. from a leadership perspective. So definitely coming to a seasoned pro um, has its advantages. And I'm not sure if I'm answering your question. Oh, yeah, no, I'd, I'm following with you. I'm following that completely where yeah, you guys are like are coaching them. It's not just lead because it's people have read something in a book. You've actually lived it. And you've been there, you've done that, and you can coach them in the right direction. And also, where did you find your coaches? Because you mentioned that you had a book writing coach, um, and no doubt you've had other coaches and mentors along the way. Where did you find yeah, what's, what's, those people? What's interesting, well, from a mentor perspective, I maybe had one or two, but I always like to say I like to be the mentor that I didn't necessarily have, right? So I'm always mm. sort of working on myself to optimize that coaching uh, skill set. And obviously I still always have a lot to learn, but the, mm. the pandemic definitely provided the ability to upskill, take extra courses, participate mm. in all different kinds of new, you know, learning more about the blockchain and all the, you know, web three and 
the metaverse and all these things that are happening. I have a technology background. So that I thought was actually a pretty fruitful um, use of time. But coaching, I meet through various channels. You'd be surprised. Again, people do their research. They approach me. So, Mm. you know, I try to vet very carefully. But going back to your earlier question, um, helping clients oftentimes work through complex legal situations, contractual situations, even personal situations, hiring situations. I mean, I think Mm. everybody's desperate for talent and there's so many people on the market looking for jobs and yet finding that right fit is really key because people don't want to expand and then contract, you know, the rate of attrition, They're winning a lot of new work and business, and yet they want to hire the right people. So that really Mm. is kind of like an art form in and of itself that, again, I think it even eclipses the HR function in most most companies. So it's like you, it's like, how do you find the right person to work with you? Somebody with such a high temperament and expectations and so Mm. forth, and sort of cultivating these um, and encouraging other people inside the organization to step up, right, into leadership. And you'd be surprised how many conversations I have where I say, you know, could you ask this person to become the studio director? Or could you ask this person to be the project manager or what have you? Um, And they say, oh, that person doesn't want to take on that role. Well, I'm not sure that person's going to have a role in the future if they're not willing to. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it places everything on the top leader and that top leader obviously continues to grow the business, but is one person. So Mm. you necessarily have to encourage people to step into those roles. And the only way to do that is to start treating them as if they're already in them. So, yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree more. And I I love that about building from the inside because they already know the culture that you've established at Gotham PR. So they're growing within that. And then when the other staff see the possibility of moving up, they they get excited and they want to impress so that they can take that step up. And I, I love seeing that with companies that, that I've spoken for as well, seeing the internal growth, the possibilities yes. there. And you mentioned the last two years have been an exponential time for Gotham PR. Where do you see yourself and the business heading in the next three to five years? I know it's mind-boggling what's happened the last five years, but try and project mm-hmm. forward five years. Where where would you like oh, yeah. to see I mean, yourself? I'm, yeah. Listen, I'm a I'm a planner and a forecaster, so this <laughs> is not this is not a, an alien question to me. Um, well, first of all, with the with the book coming out, I would say that you know I'll take it on tour. I, I teach in university mm-hmm. courses, entrepreneurial business, you know, kind of startup culture. So I see doing a little bit of a masterclass, maybe something online to make it a little more accessible. In addition to you know traveling to to key markets, but. Um, I find that very fruitful. And then oftentimes either, you know, seniors or graduate students will come to me and say, hey, I want to work for you. So it's also kind of a fun um, passive uh, recruitment channel, if you will. And um, so, yes, I think that, as I said, opening these new offices, we have a pipeline of projects already through 2023, probably leading into 2024. And then by 25, you know, I've had multiple offers to either, you know, acquire the company or, you know, to form some new entity. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't know the answer to that, I'll be honest. And I think that's being authentic as well. But it's also um, exciting at the same time as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've we've had um, we we're only experiencing growth. And so I don't really want to put a clock on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100 percent. And we've. Like I, I could just keep going, but time is getting away from us quickly. So just as as we wrap this up, who would be your ideal client and how can they get in contact with you? 
Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, first of all, LinkedIn, I think, has always been my favorite channels. People mm. can do their research and yeah. see with whom uh, I'm affiliated. So you can look at Courtney M. Lukic or Gotham PR and, and find easily uh, a way to contact us. And that has been happening a lot. I get a lot of um, you know, direct messages and so forth, uh, inquiries for, for new startups. Uh, so, yes, I would say that that's probably the best way to find us. Beautiful. And with your book, is it available on Amazon? Whereabouts can people find your yes, book it, creating it will be significance? Available on all those channels. I will post it on, on my uh, LinkedIn. You can also look at gothampr.com. We'll probably structure a, a page for that. And um, yes, it will, it will be available. I would say late fall at this point, just because we keep, we keep editing. So <laughs> yeah, this is the fun, fun part of getting books out there, isn't it? The part that people aren't aware that goes on behind the scenes. Indeed, indeed. Well, thank you so much. It's been such a great conversation. No, my pleasure. And thank you very much, Courtney, for joining me. And people, just get out there, find Courtney on LinkedIn and check out Gotham PR. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Dynamic Company Culture Spotlight podcast. If you're a successful Chief Operations Officer, Human Resource Manager, or someone that runs a successful business that also has a great company culture, and you believe that you have a story to share with the wider community and would like to be a guest on a future podcast, please visit the link below. Or if you can think of anyone who you know would be a brilliant guest on this podcast, tag them in. And as always, feel free to share this far and wide. The further we can get this podcast, the more impact we can have. So don't forget to share this on all social media platforms and help others along the way. Don't forget to tag the DCCS podcast as I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. As we post regularly, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss episodes that will possibly help your business ramp up to a whole nother level. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to helping us get recognized and to promote the show. And they mean a lot to my team and I. If you want to know more, go to our website, www.phenomleap.com.au. P-H-E-N-O-M-L-E-A-P.com.au. Or follow me on LinkedIn and feel free to message me there. Thank you very much for listening and we look forward to giving you more tips on next week's episode.